Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As ever, I'm your host Budge and I'm joined by my two faithful co-conspirators Dot and Dej. I know you're probably thinking it's been a little while that you've seen the trio in action. So we're back again with some top tier content as we always deliver. Uh, Before we crack into what we're going to be discussing on this episode, I need to remind all of you, if you're not yet following us on our socials, you need to make sure you do that now. Specifically on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button for this episode and sign up for all notifications. So whenever we drop a new video, you're always the first to find out about it. You can do it now. I'm going to give you a few seconds. Just look below, (laughs) hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're continually growing the platform, of course. You guys that have been on a journey with us up until this point in time, we appreciate you. But we need to keep pushing the platform forward. On, on all of our accounts, on YouTube here, on um, Twitter, it's at podcast underscore TBG. If you're not yet following us now, make sure you do it now. And also on Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Okay, cool. How's it going, boys? How are we doing this evening? Very well. Very yeah, I'm doing well. good, doing good. Happy to be here, man. It's been a minute. It's been a since minute. Since it's been just us three. So yeah, happy to chop it up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, um, of course, with with this particular episode, what we wanted to do, we wanted to have a bit of a deep dive in terms of the current situation and and the future, uh, actually, of the strike force at um, at Arsenal Football Club. Of course, um, the, the the platform has um, very close ties with some of the agents. Um, behind the scenes who look after some of the clients of of, of the Arsenal strikers. And there has been a lot of uh, back and forth and up and down, to say the least, 
uh, surrounding a particular player in, in following Balogun. And so what we want to do on this episode is have a bit of a deep dive, um, go through the timeline of, of events and, and basically bring to light what is the latest in, in, the, in the state of affairs as it pertains to following Balogun. Of course, it's also been long stated that Arsenal uh, coming into this next transfer window will have a lot of work to do in their strike force. Obama Yang, uh, the talisman striker, you know, earlier this season signed a new contract uh, worth 350k uh, uh, a week. Um, there's there's Martinelli, you know, who's who's he's been brought through. There's Enketia, who's been in, in and out of the team, and of course, the, there's a grey uh, area surrounding uh, Alexandre Lacazette, who's coming into the, the you know the final year of his contract, and whether Arsenal will be keeping him or not. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna dissect each of those things. But if you guys could please just give us a bit of a breakdown in terms of where things are at with following Balogun in particular at this moment in time. Yeah, as um, broken by Adrian Kajumba on Friday morning, um, following Balogun is set to sign a new contract with Arsenal. It's been an interesting one because, you know, last summer it looked very likely that he would be leaving Arsenal. There was around 15 clubs interested in the player. Wow. He got you know, rave reviews from a lot of Premier League clubs. A lot of people at clubs in the Premier League that I spoke to said, listen, this player's got all the talent. He's a, he's a top, top talent. There was also interest in, you know, from Germany, Italy, mm-hmm. all over the globe, really. And I think this, for Arsenal to get this deal done, it certainly, you know, caught me by surprise because it looked like he was going to leave and he was really close to leaving. But it seems like the players had a change of heart. And he's going to be signing a new contract with Arsenal for the next four years. Mm. And, and what I wanted to ask you, Dej, is just like what um, Dot mentioned there, he was talking about the fact that there was quite significant interest, not only domestically, but abroad as well. Um, do you have any insight into why uh, clubs didn't make more of an aggressive pursuit of um, following Balogun? Or, or, or is it that, that there was more aggressive pursuit that just wasn't public knowledge? No, there was a lot of interest, as you mentioned, from abroad. The leading clubs in Italy, most of them were interested. Germany, Stuttgart was mentioned. Werder Bremen were mentioned. But I think the ball was always in Flo's court. Mm. It was up to him to decide his future. And at a stage, it was looking very, very likely that he would say, you know what, there's no pathway for me here. Mm. I'm going to have to flee the nest to find more opportunities. And it's interesting because we spoke to Benicophobia on our podcast recently and he actually advised Flo to leave saying, when you think about Arsenal's striking situation, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, as you mentioned, the highest paid player at the club, you would imagine he's going to start. Obviously, Lacazette, this is where it gets interesting for me. His contract situation being up in 2022, you can imagine that maybe he's probably going to get sold in the summer. And Arteta's pitch to flow would be, listen, we're probably going to get rid of Lacazette. There's going to be opportunities for you to get some minutes because I can actually see Martinelli filling that um, Lacazette role um, in terms of being a striker. So I think to answer your question, there was strong interest from abroad, but I think Flo and his team around him wanted to buy their time and make sure they made the right decision. And I think it all came down to the state of the matter of 
Can you show us the minutes? Can you make sure we're going to find the minutes to be playing regularly first-team men's football? Mm. Because this season, he's been in stunning form in the under-23s, scoring eight goals, getting two assists in 16 games. So he needs to be playing men's football. And, you know, fortunately for Arsenal, another one of the Hell Academy have signed a new contract, joining, you know, Bakaya Saka. And I think... I think from Flo's end, I think the message was always to try and stay at Arsenal as long mm-hmm. as there was assurances that he's going to get first-team football. I think that was never in doubt. He's an Arsenal lad. He loves the club. He wants to play for the club. But the only concern him and his representatives had was, is he going to get enough game time? And I think mm-hmm. Arteta has been crucial in getting this still over the line. But I think I want to go back to the interest. And I think Dej mentioned Stuttgart. As we know, Sven Mislintat used to be at Arsenal Mm-hmm. And they were strong on flow. Even Gazidis at AC Milan, mm-hmm. he was, you know, a big fan of flow as well. And there was strong interest from AC Milan. Brentford were very close to signing him in the summer, but they opted with Ivan Tony. But the flow mm-hmm. deal was still there, but they went for Ivan Tony because I think Flo had certain reservations, you know, to make that move to Brentford. So there were so many clubs. Crystal Palace was another club mentioned to me. Mm-hmm. Southampton was another club. So the boy is signing for Arsenal for the next four years. And I think I can't wait to see how he's going to develop. 100%. And I think, um, you know, you guys mentioned the fact that he's another Hayland uh, Academy graduate who's who signed um, on at the club. And it is definitely a an indication from the club that they they really want to bring through the, the younger players. You know, you've got Emil Smith-Rowe and Bakaya Saka, of course, who have rose, risen to prominence, particularly this season. The, the key question that I have in my mind is how this sort of works out in terms of where he fits into the team. And so the, the first question I want to ask you guys on this is what, what does this mean in, re, in relation to the other young strikers at Arsenal? So we've already, we've already mentioned, for example, Gabriel Martinelli, who is a young player that, that, that Arsenal highly rate. You've also got young Eddie Nketiah, who's um, ha- got a brilliant goal scoring record for England, you know? Mm. Um, uh, and so how how does how do you guys see this potentially working? Will will uh, Martinelli and um, and and uh, Balogun play um, in you know on on the, on the pitch together? Do you think they can form some sort of partnership long term? Do you think that both of them are going to be competing for the same position? And also in terms of Eddie Nketiah, where, where does he uh, fit fit into all of this? Do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting one because Flo and Eddie are actually signed with the same agency, but. I think for the season coming up, I don't think Flo is going to be expected to start several games. I think when you look, it's going to be a bedding-in process. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, Lacazette coming into the last year of his contract, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he sold this summer because this is probably going to be the last window where you can get some good cash for him. Willian, he signed, I believe it was a two- or three-year deal. So you would expect by the time he's coming towards the end of that, maybe that's when flow would start to be integrated into the team properly. You would have to say on current staff, uh, Martinelli's ahead of him in that pecking order. When he's played, he's shown, you know, great enthusiasm. He's a great reference point for Arsenal. But the only thing with him is the injuries. So I think flow probably isn't expected to come in next season and be playing 15, 20, 25 games. I think maybe five to 10, then build in from that. Mm. 
Yeah, and you didn't mention Aubameyang because I think that's a bit of a tricky one in the summer. I think mm. when you look at his dwindling influence on the Arsenal team, you kind of think, hold on, is have Arsenal made a mistake tying him down to 350000 a week? Because, you know, this season he hasn't performed to the level that we know he can. And you've got to start asking the question, is Oba on the decline? Because if mm. he is, then... It's going to be a bit of a problem for Arsenal because Arsenal have arguably play better without him in the team. <laughs> exactly, mm, we saw true. today a sensational mm. performance from Alexander Lacazette, who scored a brace. And I think it's a difficult one because Eddie Nketiah, I think on international duty, spoke about his recent frustration with his situation at Arsenal. We know that he's a goal scorer. We know that he's got bags of ability, but is he going to get enough opportunities to show that at Arsenal? And the answer for me is I'm not sure. I think in January, there was genuine interest from West Ham. Um, I'm not sure if that, you know, resulted in a concrete offer or a concrete inquiry, but I'm sure that they like the player. So I think that could be one to watch in the summer because I see Eddie potentially moving on. Mm, Very, very interesting one. And again, particularly as, as Dej mentioned earlier, the fact that he and uh, Balogun both have uh, are signed to the same agency is is one that is even more interesting. Um, that that being considered, um, going back to um, what you guys mentioned previously about the fact that Lacazette could be moved on in the summer. Of course, you know him um, being in the in the sort of the towards the end of his his contract. Um, you know, a lot of Arsenal fans will argue that he's actually more important in the team at this present moment in time than than Aubameyang. You know, he's 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 in in better form. He's scoring goals, and and no doubt he will, of course, be playing uh, for a new contract. Um, but on the flip side, it also is a great um, advertisement to p- uh, potential new um, uh, suitors, right? Mm. And so. Given, uh, you know, considering his, his current age and, 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 and his qualities at this point in time, if you were to consider or think about clubs that he could potentially move to, where, where would you see um, being a, light, uh, a, a realistic and likely destination for Lacazette for, 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 for his next um, club, should he be sold? Um, there's been a lot of talk recently about Atletico Madrid. He's always been linked with them, even before he signed for Arsenal. Apparently, he had a gentleman's agreement to join them. Um, last summer, I know there was concrete interest from Atletico again, but he decided not to go or they couldn't sort of muster up the fund. So I'm not sure where he could go because he's in that tricky age bracket, you know, late 20s, early 30s, no resale value you're getting potentially a player that's probably seen his best years that are behind him. So if I was going to talk about a potential destination, I would say probably France, maybe back to Lyon or maybe Mm. to Spain or something like that, because he's still got performances in him, but they're fleeting. Like you'll see some brilliance, then you see some games where he goes missing. And that's been the issue for a lot of Arsenal fans that I speak to is that, can you show us this form enough? And mm. recently, it's been no. <laughs> that's that's it. That's very interesting, particularly because, of course, Memphis Depay has been heavily linked with a move away to Barcelona, so that could potentially open up um, an opportunity there. What What about you, Dot? Do you Do you agree with the the, the clubs that Dej mentioned there, or do you think there are a few other potential suitors that that we haven't mentioned also? No, I'll probably agree with Dej. I don't think he's quite at that level to go to a club 
necessarily way better than Arsenal. And when I say mm. that, I mean like a PSG or a Barcelona or Real Madrid. I don't think he's at that level. And I can't see him moving to a top six rival because I don't think he's at that level either in the, in terms of Premier League clubs. <laughs> so I would say maybe Atletico Madrid, as Dev said, they've mm. you know admired him for a very long time. Potentially Roma. I think Roma were, yeah, were interested. Maybe, maybe Italy, AC Milan and Roma. Maybe potentially if Lukaku leaves mm, um, Inter yeah. Milan this summer, maybe they can look at Lacazette as an option or staying at Arsenal. But I can't see him going to one of the top clubs in Europe at the moment because I just don't mm. think he's that guy. Mm. And and so with with all things considered, of course, Flo signing this, this, um, this new deal and... Um, and, and what things look like in terms of players who are going to be exiting Arsenal this summer. Are you guys, do you guys uh, feel that, um, that it's not likely that the club will go out and search for another striker in the market? I know they've um, at times been linked with, I forget his name, the uh, the centre forward for um, for Celtic. Um, Edward, Edward Odson Edward, for example, there, there's been you know a lot of links connect, connecting him to the club. Do you feel, especially considering finances and the fact that a lot of clubs, are, of course, have been stricken by um, the, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, um, and given where Arsenal are at this point in time and the fact that they need to strengthen in so many areas, do you feel that this is an indicator that they're going to turn their attention away from? Um, signing a striker and, and look to uh, bolster their options elsewhere, or do you still feel like they could go out and, and strengthen in that area in in the market in summer? Mm, I think outgoings will definitely um, dictate that. Obviously, mm. if Eddie and Ketch is to leave, I'm sure they'll probably want another body, mm. but that might open up a door for Flo to um, get in on the action and get some minutes. But as you mentioned, Arsenal is still it's still a real bu- rebuilding project. You know, Arteta. He's yet to probably get the players that can play the style of football that he wants. It's all a bit patchy at the moment. You know, he's got a few players that you think, yeah, these are Teta players, mm-hmm. but he's still not rounded enough, in my opinion. So, again, as Dot mentioned earlier, a lot will depend on Uber's situation. Can Arteta say he can hang his hat on him and say, you know, he's going to deliver me the goals? Because as I mentioned, Lacazette's situation coming into the last 12 months, that's going to be one where they're going to have to make a decision. It's either we sell you for decent money or tie you up to a new contract. And when Mm -hmm. you sort of look at the recent history of Arsenal giving new contracts, the players entering that 30 years of age, it hasn't really looked successful. Obviously, Uber's in a bad vein of form, but it can easily come out of that. So... I think much will dictate on the outgoings, Lacazette's future and Nketiah, whether they sign a new striker. But I think Odson Edward would be a good one. You know, 15 mm. to 20 million pound, got a lot of upside. I know teams like Leicester are looking at him and that would make sense for me, in my opinion, because Arsenal, obviously, they're not expected to play Europe in Europe, barring, you know, winning the Europa League, which, mm. in my opinion, looks unlikely. So, yeah. Fair, fair play, and and the, I mean the only other question that I wanted to ask on on this is, um, you know, some some Arsenal fans won't be too familiar with Flo. Of course, he's had limited chances in the first team so far this season, um, and I mean I, I'm sure I'm sure, pretty sure a lot of the fan base don't watch uh, the, the under threes too too often. So if you could um, help paint a picture to Arsenal fans about the kind of player. 
following Balogun is and, and his strengths and his qualities, um, what what would you where would you say his, his strengths lie and what kind of player can Arsenal expect to see in years to come um, leading the, the line if, if 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 possible? Excitement, I think, <laughs> a lot of pace, a lot of power, you know, a lot of dribbling ability, and I think this is a player that can just potentially explode and be a very, very, very good striker. And I was actually speaking to someone very close to the player and he was like, look, over the last few years, we've really honed in on his technique because before he used to get the ball will be a bit rough technically, but now he's trapping the ball. He's setting it off one touch. He's built his game. And I think with age, this is a player that's only going to get better. Yeah, he's a player that's got... I would say for someone so young, he's already got a lot of strings to his bow. He can get in behind. He can dribble. He's very good 1v1. He can link up his play. And I think that was shown in the Europa League game, the way he took his goal. You know, it was a man, it was like a young Jermaine Defoe, the way he swept <laughs> that in. Someone, you know, behaving much older than the years that mm-hmm. they have. But I think he's someone that is keen to learn he wants to do it his way. He believes he's ready now to play minutes. He backs himself. He's confident. And he's got all those ingredients to like mix it at that top level. Because I often say, when you're at academy level, the ability is never the problem. More often than not, it's the mentality. And mm-hmm. he's got an elite mentality that I think can take him to the top if he's given those opportunities to show what he's about. Yeah, and that's it. He's He's got that mentality. He's not one that wants to just be, you know, hanging around, sitting on the bench, not playing football. He wants first-team opportunities. He wants to prove himself at the top level. Arsenal is his club, and he wants to show what he can do at Arsenal. And he will be signing a four-year contract <laughs> to show that. Right, I think that 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 perfectly describes and and encapsulates all all his qualities and and what Arsenal fans can can hope to expect. I'm sure that that certainly will whet the appetite of of all the Arsenal fans tuning in. Um, but it is, of course, uh, very very exciting news to hear that he will be staying at the club, um, and 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 really just shows the the direction that the club are are moving in. Again, as we mentioned, just signing down these Hayland Academy graduates to, to long-term um, contracts, of course. It's been well stated so many times throughout the season that it is very much a project and 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 this is for the long-term. So I think, you know, Arsenal are certainly um, marking out that intent with with some of these deals and, and, and the fact that they are really trying to tie down... Um, the, 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 these um, you know young players to to these long term contracts, and I think it's even more important, of course, in this climate where clubs don't have much money. You can't go out and spend. You know, there's loads of clubs that are going to be in the market for a striker, and you know some of the fees that are being quoted. Just like it's just going to be very difficult for clubs to put down that kind of outlay for um, the players that no doubt will be linked with clubs. Um, up and down um, Europe this this summer. So certainly one that's uh, interesting for us to keep an eye on. And um, I'm sure you guys will agree it's, it's, it's going to be very, very exciting uh, seeing um, more of following Balogun. We, we've seen him in spells. You know, you mentioned Dej there in, in the Europa League and, and, and here and there we've seen him, you know, absolutely destroy teams for the under-23s. So um, <laughs> it's time that he makes that step up now and, and we see him, uh, you know, apply, applying his trade right at, at the top level. Level. 
Um, but yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thank you for sharing, um, you know, your your thoughts on on those matters, and of course the the conversations that you guys have been having with, um, you know, the the the, the people that are handling the player and um, and and dealing with you know the contract side of things behind the scenes and whatnot. It's been brilliant insight from from you guys, and of course I'm sure uh, if anything should change or if there's any further detail um, that you know you 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 will be sharing it on our pages. So for all of you guys tuning in um you know keep keep your keep a lookout that's why you need to be following us on on twitter that's where we do break um news when where as and when it does come through um so keep your eyes peeled for that make sure you're following us on twitter at podcast underscore tbg i'm reminding you again if you're not yet subscribed to our youtube channel do so right now it's literally below below there just look below right <laughs> The, the thumbs up sign, make sure you click that, hit the subscribe button, uh, turn on the bell icon so that way you can sign up for all notifications when we drop new content, which is regular. So make sure you're, you're staying tuned and we're going to catch you guys on the next episode. Until the next one, over and out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. 